Bobcast with Old Bay Brigade, hosted by Rooster and the Villain. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Maryland Bobcast here. Uh, it is Monday, May the 1st. Um, the Bobcats now are two games into the season. Uh, they've also had two Open Cup games, so we're underway, but we've been a little lackadaisical in putting out content, so sorry, everybody, but we've got a plan in place to uh, get some episodes out now. Uh, I, myself, Mike Steenstra, do a Rooster and the Villain podcast. Also a member of the Old Bay Brigade and uh, happy to be here with the Maryland Bobcast. We've got uh, Alex Windsor here tonight. Alex, how you doing? I'm doing well. Glad to hear. Glad to be here. Yeah, how was the uh, Daily Own crowd? It was a lot of fun. It was a it was a smaller crowd because uh, it was not a uh, very nice day. It was kind of beat around and it cleared up right before game time and then got a little gross at half again. But uh, it's cool to be out there when it's not ter- not beautiful weather and still have people in the se- in the stands cuz uh two seasons ago we would do that and it would be us and no one else. So it's cool to have some people out there even if it is not a beautiful day. Yeah, I missed last game. I was down in uh Charleston hanging out with Jimmy. Saw the battery play uh against Louisville. So it was pretty fun. Jake, what's up man? How you doing? Doing good. Um, just got off work, took a shower, and somehow still have uh, roof tar on me. So um, hopefully get that off eventually. Eh, tar doesn't come off so easy. No. A normal day at the petting zoo. <clears throat> yep. <laughs> All right. And we have a very special guest tonight, Jake. Would you like to introduce our guest? So all of us here at the Bobcast, we were huge Felix Anon fans. Um couldn't didn't think it could get much better than that and then you know the shocking news he leaves it's a pile of ash a new hero rises from that ash a man made in the lab with the genetic code of stretch armstrong someone who has more in common with a brick wall than a normal human being a man who stared into the void and said well and the void said nah fuck off you keep blocking my shots mr alex sutton Oh man, what an intro! I, I hope I can. I hope I can follow up now with some good answers. Jeez, holy hell! That was actually the end of the podcast for the night. After the open cup game, that was it. Was well deserved. That that shit was fantastic, man. We we, uh, we all watched that game. We have a group chat. We were like, "Yes, Kalen, please. We need him on. Get him on." Yeah, on uh, for from the Pittsburgh game. Yes, both yeah. of them. It was uh, just yeah, a, yeah. a stellar performance on all Thank you. on all these it. matches so far. It's been absolutely thrilling to watch you play. Um, like Jake said, we were all big Felix Anon fans. There's a picture somewhere in the world with me and Felix Anon's a small Bobcats kit on, and I am not a small, shockingly. It's pretty sexy. It's part of our uh, old Bay Brigade calendar, actually. Yeah. Thank you. I, I really, I really do appreciate it. Uh, it's very kind. Very kind words. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna start you off with some icebreakers. Uh, do you Perfect. have a soccer team that you support outside of Nisa? Of um, absolutely. Uh, big fan of Manchester United uh, since I was a young young little lad. Um, uh, so I would say that's probably that's my number one team that I pay attention to, and then. When the boy, when the boys in blue rolled around to Yankee Stadium, NYCFC, baby, I love those guys. Uh, you know, in our short history, we've already won an MLS championship. Um, it's really hard to disagree uh, with such success and such, um, you know, just pure class in, in the MLS field. Uh, so I do, I do really love them. I, I love really how love big them. their banner is in Yankee Stadium. It's uh... yeah, it's massive. It's <laughs> the biggest thing you've ever seen. Were you a Yankee fan growing up too? No, no, I actually, in all honesty, I said, you know, um, I actually really dislike baseball. It's really not my sport. <laughs> me too. Me too. These guys, they, they're always talking Orioles on our group chat. I could not care any less. I really could not. Nine, I, eight, yeah, I just never, four. I never, never understood it. Uh, yeah. I just, it just wasn't my thing. Any um, other, uh, any other sports that you, you liked growing up or played? I was a pretty big basketball guy. I mean, in New York City, basketball is pretty, like, that's like the big sport because we don't really have room for turf fields and grass fields, but we do have a lot of basketball courts. Um, so that was my 
that was in tandem with soccer for a while. I never really played it seriously. It was mostly just pickup, but I like to think I'm okay. I'm like a, I'm like a rebound steals kind of guy. Work hard defensively, pass the rock up to someone else. It's I funny. One, I played like, one year of varsity basketball though in high in senior year. Oh, so I was, you're probably pretty solid then. Oh uh, yeah, no, I was. I, I'm. I, I'm decent enough. I'm decent I love watching enough. like Premier League players shoot a jump shot, and it's so <laughs> hard. It's like has, that. The, that dude doesn't even look like an athlete. Yeah. Yeah, for one of our games, I forget which one. I think it was the first game of the season. Uh, We were delayed a little bit because of weather. And uh, me and a couple other guys were playing basketball in the the indoor part of the stadium for for warm-ups. I was just about to say, just – I was just about to say, have you played your first pickup game of of Fieldhouse basketball at the Plex? Yeah, because every time there's a rain delay, apparently that's a thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I think I said – there's some killer B-roll running around of like team the Michigan Stars and the Bobcats playing in there. <laughs> the uh, Detroit City and the Bobcats have some good uh, pictures and video of them playing in there during a during a rain delay. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully I'll make it to some highlight reels with goddamn lightning delays. You know, next time there's a lightning delay, I'm gonna peek my head inside. Yeah, and try to scope it out. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. how long have you been in Maryland at this point? Um, so I actually, during, during, uh, the fall of 2020, uh, during COVID, I took a gap semester, uh, from school. Uh, I was just looking for a job, um, just to make some money and keep myself busy. Cause I didn't want to use a year of my eligibility. Um, at that time I wanted to save it off. So I moved down here and I was working in DC for basically six, seven months, uh, before I went back in the spring semester. And fortunately enough, um, you know, after going on trial with a few clubs um, this January and February and not being able to get a contract with those guys that I pretty much was just like, hey, let me pick up the same job, make a little money. I was going to be a, a practice player with Loudon um, for the season. Um, and that way I'll be able to train, keep up, you know, keep up stuff, make some money on the side. It's a nice setup I got. So. Uh, that was pretty much the plan. And then um, pretty much came down here and two days later, uh, I was just going to go, I was just talking with an agent and he was like, Hey, there's this team in Maryland called Maryland Bobcats. I think they need a keeper. Uh, you want to go play for them? I was like, can't hurt. Uh, you know, we'll so try it out. That, that was uh, March. This was about two weeks before the first game, I think. Okay. Uh, yeah, about something like that. It was a, I, I, I can keep going. I'll tell you, it was a, it was a funny, um, funny first day. Uh, so I walk, I, I, I go over to the sportsplex 8am and all I got from the agent the night before was like, Hey, this is the field number. Be there at eight. Um, you know, tell, tell coach Alex that, you know, me or that I sent you. So I get there and he's like, who are you? Oh, and I was no. like, I was like, uh, my name's Alex. Uh, my agent sent me over here. I play goalkeeper. And he's like, well, we're not really, you know, we already have some goalkeepers. We're not really looking. I was like, well, I'm already here. So, like, why don't you just let me practice for today? If you like me, invite me back. If you don't, I'll, I'll move. I'll move on. Good for so you, he said, Yeah, he said, sure. So, I said, uh, I practiced on that Monday. And then on Tuesday, I called him that night after practice. He wanted to talk. He said, look, we have a scrimmage tomorrow. Why don't you, um, uh, why don't you come to the scrimmage? If you basically, it's like, Hey, if you play well, we'll go from there. And you know, this is basically your opportunity. Um, play the scrimmage the next day. And an hour later, they sent me the contract and, uh, that's, uh, history ever since. That is a um, wild, yeah, that's a wild weeks. ass story. And then you're uh, starting in goal. No, no, longer than that now. Jeez. What am I talking about? Six weeks. Yeah. Um, so then you're starting in goal like a month later for, uh, yeah, that's, that's yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So um, you've only been in Maryland for a short time. Like, do you have any favorite things to do around here yet? So I'm still, so I live like in DC, so I don't do too much um, in Maryland per sure. se. Um, yeah, yeah, you're young, uh, 20 something. Uh, I, I don't <laughs> blame you. That's a better place to be. Um, yeah, I've got a couple buddies, uh, who I played with in college that live in the DMV area. Um, and probably the guy that I was closest with, who I was like co-captain with for, uh, for two years. 
Um, he lives in DC as well, like pretty close to me. Uh, so we hang out, you know, most times when I'm free, I mean, my honestly, between soccer and like my job, I don't have a ton of free time to be completely honest. Like I wish I had more. <laughs> Do you work uh, a full-time job? What? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Dang. It, it is a full-time job because, and it might be, hopefully not like as the season goes on a conflict at times, um, it hasn't been so far, but you know, it, it is who knows. It is it is what it is. I plan on being around the, the whole season. That's the tough part about being like you know fresh out of college. You got to decide: do I you know go for it with professional soccer? Do I enter the workforce? Yeah, it's got to be crazy. Are you remote at least in the daytime job? No, it's actually a pretty wild job. Are you guys ready ready for this? Yeah, yeah. Right. I am an uh, au pair. So I live with a family and take care of their their one son. Uh, so that basically gives me a great morning of I have nothing to do, kids at school. But from about 3 p.m. till bedtime, I'm on the clock. Nice. Uh, okay. All right. Yeah, I've yeah, got two. Sure. Uh, I've got a five-year-old and a three-year-old, so I'm I'm well aware of the the gotcha. work it takes to put a child uh, just to entertain them, put them to bed, and oh, all yeah. that. Maybe I'm desensitized because I'm a middle school teacher, but I was expecting something oh, much more unhinged. Oh, no, he's in middle I school. Expect, I was expecting something wild. I mean, the kid, the the kid's in sixth grade, and every day he comes back and tells me something wild. Yeah, uh, sixth yeah. grade. Yeah, it's yeah. a wild age. It's one of one of the worst ages anyone can be, to be honest. Dude, man. All three of y'all are much braver than I am. I've I've been trying to avoid children my whole life. It's really the way to go, Jake. Yeah. Don't tell my wife I said that. <laughs> All right. Um, anyone don't, else? Got it's, any don't tell your nice... kids you said that. Well, you know, I always tell my wife if I die, I'll have hundreds of hours of audio she can listen back to on the Rooster and the Villain channel. It's gonna be, it's gonna be very strange. Anyway. All right, so let's jump back then. Uh, I want to talk. Uh, so you grew up in Manhattan, Manhattan proper. Yeah, Upper West Side, next to Central Park. Wow. Uh, okay. Yeah, nice, nice, nice. Growing up. Yeah, uh, I was. Uh, I lived in Bergen up. County, right across the GW Bridge. My uh, uh, my roommates from uh, Franklin Lakes. Oh shoot! Yeah, I'm from Midland Park, which is about a town over. Yeah. But nice park. Uh, yeah, Franklin Lakes is a little bit of a step up from from yeah. Midland Park, but. I think that's uh, the Jonas Brothers right from there. I went to high school with them. Northern New Jersey is a crazy place. But growing up in Manhattan, like, what was that like from a soccer? I think Windsor wants to. Yeah, go for it. Pause. My wife is so fucking mad at me because I didn't get her tickets to see the Jonas Brothers in Baltimore City. I've got no connections. I don't believe you. I believe there's shit hidden behind that smile. No, absolutely not. I went to high some school. Secret Joe Bros nonsense going on there. I, I can went to feel high school it. with Kevin Jonas. He slept over my house. Oh, one that's time a shitty. That's a shitty one. Together, but I don't really know him. I think he would still know who I was, but I can't call him. I can't call him back. Hmm. You have a problem story. What's that? You have a promise <laughs> ring. <laughs> what? A promise ring. Do you have a promise uh, ring? Yeah. Well, I mean, that was part of the high school I went to. Me and Dan Vaughn. <laughs> Anyway, let's get back to Alex Sutton. Enough about the Jonas Brothers. <laughs> All right. So what was it like uh, growing up in Manhattan playing youth soccer? Um, I mean, a pretty uh, – it's kind of hard to compare it, like uh, explain how your childhood was because I have nothing to necessarily compare it against because uh, I only lived mine. Um, I thought it was great. Um, it was pretty fun. There's always stuff to do. You're never really bored. And when you are bored, you perhaps do something stupid. Um, and there's a lot of opportunity to do such. And I think soccer was a relative good, like a pretty great way of keeping me a, a bit focused on the right things. Um, cause I mean, I don't know necessarily what it was like for other people's experiences in high school and middle school, but I do know it good high percentage of kids who like ended up in a pretty crap life path uh just just like because they're exposed to it pretty at a young age um so soccer is a real nice way of i think just 
keeping me focused on on other things on sports because I just loved it so much. Um, so I think it, it may have been introduced in the pod earlier, but um, I played for Manhattan Soccer Club uh, growing up for 10 years straight, 8 to 10. Never played for a different team or club. Uh, we were pretty pretty nasty at the youth level. couple national titles on, under our belt. Uh, ranked number one for a couple years straight, I think. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, pretty great experience. We played at Randall's Island. It's like you get to overlook the city while you're at practice. Uh, it's not not a bad not a bad spot. The I would imagine like there. the talent level in the city's got to be incredibly high because it's, it's a very uh, diverse city with a diverse population that maybe loves the yeah. game more than elsewhere. Or... Yeah, I mean, no doubt. I mean, some of the most talented players I've played with so far were at like I met through the club. Um, not necessarily that the club made them into who they are, not by any means, but happen to find their way through there. And, but, you know, I'm sure as you guys know, with the soccer system in America, um, and you, you add that in with New York city being really expensive, right. You yeah. got to figure out a way to pay the bills. So not everybody is necessarily, uh, the best player you've ever seen, but they might be able to buy their way onto the team. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and, yeah. Yeah, and, and not, nothing wrong with that because you know, the team, the team needs the money, right? Like you need to pay for permits. You need to pave your way into tournaments. And it, honestly, it gave a platform and opportunity to some other guys who probably couldn't afford that um, to, to, to become really successful and uh, got a lot of looks going to college and the division one level. So um, yeah, I've got nothing bad to say about that club. Uh, absolutely love them. And Did you play goalkeeper from a young age on the club, or were you a positional player? Because I thought I saw I saw something in a Lafayette College paper article where you scored fifty seven goals. That is an years. incorrectly quoted, uh, <laughs> or not they they incorrectly quoted the stats. Um, yeah. I did I did play striker in high school. I refused to play in goal for my high school team because we were like division B of public school in New York city. And it's as big of a shit show as you might imagine. Um, so I actually did, I came in second place my senior year to leave the city in scoring I had 32 goals, my senior year, um, backed up with like, I think 20 something the previous two years in a row. So I don't know if 57 is the number. I think it's probably a bit higher than that. Uh, but no, I love to play striker. I love to play in the field. Um, I, I, I started out in goal. I would play when I was like eight through 12, I'd play a half in goal and then a half at center back. And then probably after that, I started going goal full time, but like, right. I'd go play pickup during the week on the weekends and I would only play striker at pickup. And so I got a knack. I got, you know, built up my foot skills a bit that way. And then, um, pretty much I would say like, Whenever the team was like, you know, we couldn't find a goal and we needed a goal, they were like, let's just try it. Because we actually had a pretty good backup keeper. We had another guy when we got older that was pretty pretty good. Um, so he'd throw me up top. And I got a, I got some pretty big goals under my in my in my time. I can think of like Yeah, I mean, I guess you're a pretty big striker, right? At six one, six two. Yeah, I mean I was a bit chubby and like <laughs> I was a bit I grew a lot going into my senior year of high school. So I was probably like five nine ish before that, um, and a bit chubby. But I like to I like to think I have the 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 knowledge of what a goalkeeper doesn't want when I'm playing striker. That I like, you know, maybe I'm not dribbling past everyone and I'm like doing all these crazy moves, but like just putting the ball where the goalie doesn't want it. You know, just being like in the box a bit clinical with things. That's the type of striker I like to think of myself as. Uh, But if the, yo, if the Bobcats want to throw me up there for a game, Caleb goes down. Yeah. Yeah. We can put some money on the table. Now I'm telling you, I'm going to score a goal. I promise you. All right. All right. I like that. 15 minutes. If it doesn't come in 15 minutes, I'm done. Fitness wise. I'm fine. Like (laughs) there's just just no way I'm running past 15 minutes. There's no chance. So I have this like weird, storyline in my head where can't just can't get past the uh michigan stars back line and sutton just works fucking magic and we get to just shred george yunkai all the rest of the season about it 
It's like his villain origin story. How well do you know Nisa at this point? Like, do you know all the clubs in the league? Is that a fair question? <laughs> <laughs> should we put him on? The, should we test him? No, nah, I don't. Want, I don't want to do it to you. Um, Jay, do you feel like you have a good handle on the league, Alex? Like, do you feel oh. like you you could? Uh, what do you mean by that? Like, like, do you feel like you 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 know what teams are where and stuff like that? Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. As as we were speaking about a bit earlier, with like um, having a full time job and it not being necessarily the same as some other guys, I have had to be a bit on top of my game in terms of like, like for example, on the Pittsburgh match, I had to get myself there. Um, I just couldn't come with the team because I had to work. Yeah. Um. So like I, you know, I'm. I've I've already planned out my July for how I'm making my way uh, yeah. to matches and stuff like that. So in terms of lo- geographical location, I've got it down. In terms of knowing the name of any player on any team, I couldn't tell you one. Actually, no, I know one guy on on Chattanooga who's my buddy. That's it. I think just like so, as we go deeper into the season, you'll see teams that have like the reputation of being hated. Like the Michigan stars are pretty much hated league wide because they're really good at getting one goal and then holding you off for 90 minutes and they grind out and their, and their ownership is kind of seedy. And then I think that like club de Leon is kind of bringing the same kind of energy. So like you, I mean, you saw, you, you heard it. It got a little, it gets a little dicey. Yeah. Yeah, I but mean, that's not the that's not the approach with all the games. It's only if like if that away bench turns around and has something to say back that's it's, it's yeah. all over at that point. Yeah, you guys are going you guys are going after them. I will say, I mean, Club de Leon, de Leon has has quite a ways to go to get to whatever Michigan Stars is. Yeah, I, I, that was something like we're we're not. I don't know that we're going to talk into like specifics of games, but like they just didn't even look like they were like ready to play. And those dudes played as an an NPSL side together for, like, that's not a new squad. That's a lot of dudes that have played together before. They didn't even seem like they knew each other on the team, on the field. It was weird. Yeah. Not, uh, they did seem like a bit of a makeshift kind of squad. And they were, like, ripping into each other on the sideline on the far end. Yeah. Like, their, their back line was, like, screaming at each other. I mean, I'm a big believer because um, I've seen at uh, the different points in my career so far, pretty young career, but like just the environment of, a, of, of personalities of like, you know, having some pretty negative people can really just turn a locker room cancerous. And like, all it takes is like, as you said, one, one asshole coach and a couple defenders who are absolute dicks. And next thing you know, Everyone's yelling at each other and losing five one in Maryland on a on a rainy night. So. so when the whistle blew, their coach spun around and started to chirp, and they pulled him off the field. And one at a time, their players came by us, and like every one of them had something to say about their own coach. I was like, "That's not a good fucking sign. Like, that's not good. That's not going to work out well." And then like a dude from one of the other teams that was in town a couple of weeks ago came up and talked to us after the match because we had a had a back and forth with him a previous season when he was on a different club. He came up and had something to say about that old owner. It's funny. It's, it's become one of my favorite things, and Mike and Jake and I talk about it all the time, like the absolute fucking chaos <laughs> that is this league. It's just yeah. chaos. It does seem that way. I and have, it's, it's so fun. much fucking fun. Yeah, yeah. It's... <laughs> I honestly probably as a player wish for slightly less chaos than you as I am the chaos of your, that is your entertainment at times. Um, but no, I've definitely noticed that, that, that seems to be a trend. Um, pretty, pretty chaotic things seem to be going on in this league. Um, not that I'm super well informed, but it's definitely not a tight ship. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, the newer expansion clubs, there's some concern about whether they could stick around, but there, you do have you have some stability now. With uh, you know the stars are stable as much as everyone hates them, and Chattanooga is obviously a very uh, well-run club. And the Bobcats yeah. now, like I'm curious to hear about your, you know, it was kind of a crazy start, but like what's it been like now that 
practices have been consistent. It seems like there is really good vibes around the club. We're, we're winning games. Um, that Nor'easters, you know, stoppage was, time yeah. goal was insane. Like, that's such a good feel. So, so tell us about your experience early on here. Yeah, I mean, um, really, like, I mean, even I think I would say from, like, day one um, when I got there, I think everybody – has kind of bought in um, to this like idea that maybe we don't have the most amount of money. Maybe we don't have all the resources, but fuck it. We're here. Let's vibe and like let's work hard, you know? And I think that has been pretty consistent. We're like, you know, guys aren't really missing practice ever. Like, right. Like we're getting a lot of like high percentage of players at practice uh, high percentage of guys who aren't even rostered coming to home games. Like everyone is invited into the locker room at halftime, you know, shut up, but be there. You know, you're part of this club. You do everything, you do everything else. And I think that that goes a long way. Um, and I think it started, I, I do have to give my credit. Like it definitely started with the top. Uh, our coach has done a, a fantastic job of, and I think he knows cause he played for the, for the club in the past. Um, He's done a great job of really like mi- helping everybody buy into that like you know chip on our shoulder kind of us like, us against the league us against the world kind of vibe, um, and it's been really fun. Like it's been it's been really fun. It's fun to go to practice every day. Everyone's got a good smile on their face. You know, gets a little chippy at times, but it wouldn't be it wouldn't be it wouldn't be right if it wasn't. Um, and so I've got really no complaints in terms of of that. Right. Um, sure. I would like things to be a little bit cleaner at times, a little bit more professional from a management side of things. And that just comes with more money and comes with more exposure to things. But in terms of like, what are the players and the coaching staff doing right? I think we're doing everything, um, right to keep it going. Um, and yeah, I mean, yeah. it all starts with the product on the field, right? And, uh, yeah, we, we appreciate all the, the hard work and, Alex Cow, I love uh, I love his whole journey to where he's been. He's a young guy himself, right? 26, oh, yeah, very. 27 years old coaching. Very. It is, you know, as much as people make fun of Nisa, it is a professional league, you know, yeah. new and growing. It has all these growing pains, but it is opportunity for players like yourself to to be a professional after college. So I love it. Love it. Welcome. Yeah, no, I mean, look, like, as uh, I think this is kind of in line with what we were saying was just like, Hey, we're, we're here. Like we're just going to make the best of it. Right. Maybe it's not the dream. Maybe we wanted to get drafted at some point, you know, go to a big USL championship club, not have to work a second job at the moment, but you know, we're here. So like, but we're just going to make the best of it. Like we're going to work hard and win the games. Um, so, yeah, so, yeah. so coming yeah. out of college, you played at Lafayette in it's like right over the border from Jersey, like yeah. near Allentown, PA. Eastern PA, baby. Huh. First, first town in. Literally so did you have water pro going. aspirations while you were playing there? Um. All right. So <laughs> for prior to like first two and a half, three years, I guess so I was there for five years in total with a gap semester involved. Um. So I guess for the first like two and a half ish. Um, no pro aspiration whatsoever. No, not at all. Wanted to go into like finance and banking, make a boatload of money. Cause we had great connections, uh, from our alumni network and I was all about it. Um, you know, and then COVID hit, I tore my meniscus. I wasn't feeling too hot. Um, in terms of like, not being able to play like it was the first time that it really been like taken away and I didn't have the choice like plus COVID going on with the lockdown and everything. Um, and so kind of when I was coming out of that, right. Uh, as I said, I came down here to DC and I was able to practice, be a practice player with Loudon. Um, and I was like, Oh shit. Like I'm not too far off here from this level. Like why not try it? Uh, I'll make a go of it. So then the past, I guess, the, the the two seasons after that uh, or two and a half we had like a spring season in there too but uh since then then i kind of like wanted to to make a you know try it see how far we can go with it then can't really you know i can always go back to another job after i can't really try 
going to soccer when I'm 30. It's just not. Yeah, youth is fleeting, man. Yeah. So So quick too. Yeah, I'm 36 in like a week. It's crazy. As as someone who plays soccer at 33, 34 this month, actually, it's it's not fun. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) although goalkeepers are a little more long lasting. Yeah. Oh no, indoor indoor goalkeeper. That sucks even worse. Those dudes get pelted. Blasting. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, we'll see. Um, but yeah, I mean, Lafayette was a great. I, I absolutely loved my experience there. Like, I had the, I mean, in my mind, the quintessential college experience of an athlete. I would say, really, best of both worlds, right? Like, they're the they're the D one school that you really didn't think was D one, um, and it shows it it showed at times, you know, for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, they, they let me have a go of it. One of my teammates, uh, who graduated with me is also having a go of it. Um, so, you know, you can really do both. Um, and for that, I'm super grateful. Well, I was looking at the, the, you guys played in the Patriot league, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you guys, you guys were playing army Navy Yep. and you guys came into Maryland too. Is in a, what's the other team? Loyola or whatever. American. Uh, yeah. yeah. What was it? What was it like going and playing the academy teams? I I was in the the army for six years, and a lot of the West Point guys were annoying as hell. Oh so. yeah, well, the Navy guys were always pretty nice guys. West Point teams were yeah. dicks every year. Not a nice, yeah. not a nice bunch. Um, not the worst in the league, though. Not the worst in the league. But who would be the worst? Biggest dicks. Probably like. BU, Boston University. That makes uh, total sense. They're just angry that they're like they go to school in Boston and they're like the third, you know, like a like a bottom tier school. They're just angry that they're not MIT or, or Harvard there. And they everybody that has to memorize Sweet Caroline for, for work purposes probably is pretty fucking angry. <laughs> it's eleven it's eleven o'clock and I haven't had my fucking Duncan yet. <laughs> Duncan's very overrated. The word, um, but to a- I answer your first question, I guess about Army and the, the academy schools. Honestly, like not you guys were giving a little shtick to the Michigan Stars. Um, that is the Patriot League. That yeah. is bread and butter. Lafayette College soccer is one nothing grind out games. We don't we we spend at least at least 50% of our practice working on set pieces like we score a bunt like we had we had a kid um this year and i mean every team's pretty much the same a, except for a couple exceptions here and there like loyola tries to play a different brand and they're pretty successful at it um and bu has attempted to and they suck um but all the other teams are pretty much the same in that regard. We had a guy who could just launch a ball with a throw. Like, like I'm go look up Will Acavaria. I'm telling you, this guy throws it on a rope from half to the back post. Like, not a flip throw, not a loop, a fucking rope. And he, he had he had eight assists this past season straight off a of throw. Wow. Throwing header, throwing header, like it was fucking nuts. Uh, but it's, I mean, it's great though. Like it's, it's a, it's, it's kind of fun. Like it's kind of, it's in its own way, it's fun. Like it's like, hey, we're gonna go travel over to, you know, army. We're gonna throw the ball at you. We're gonna head it in, and you're not gonna score, and you're gonna be fucking angry about it. And it's, and it's great. Uh, in its own way, it's really fun. So. I, I mean, I like a change of pace. So I do I do appreciate a bit nicer soccer as well. So. so what was it like playing? So you played Manhattan SC Youth, but then they also had the USL League 2 squad. Yep. And you just played for them last summer again. Like, What's the yeah. level between Lafayette College and USL League 2 and then from USL League 2 to NISA so far in your experience? Oh, geez. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, our – our USL two team was quite good this past year, and it's pretty good every year I've been there. Um, I only 
I split like this was the first year where I started um, for them. I split time in the prior two years um, with some really good goalkeepers that I, I think really highly of. Um, I would say you probably got a bit more talent than you're going to see at the Patriot League level. Right. Like you've got some uh, like Juco players from Denmark or Brazil that just don't really know too much English, but are fucking unbelievable. And you just get them on the team. And then you add that in with like some guys who are there for internships in New York City over the summer. Um, You know, fortunately, it is a really big hub with a lot of people. So you do have just a mass pool between New Jersey, New York, Connecticut to be able to to pull guys in. Um, So we were really quite good. I would say if we played Lafayette, I would I would expect to beat them um, just from, you know, if you did a matchup player per player probably winning at that level and i would say here it would be really close it it would be tight uh the nisa the bobcats and most nisa teams are going to have that experience and physicality factor um over over the usl2 teams that being said um i think in terms of talent when you go depth wise down the down the depth chart you're probably eking out on the USL on my particular team. I'm not saying by no means, by no means USL two in general. I just think on my particular team, uh, we were really talented this past year. I mean, we got, uh, yeah, we said, I mean, we had the second overall pick in the MLS draft. We got like, if you look at the awards that guys racked up and accolades in college, pretty ridiculous. Uh, so Yeah. But I would say probably hey, play 10 times. Bobcats are winning at this point with me on the team 10 times out of 10. Ah, nice. Yeah, and uh, Jimmy fucking Filerman too. Oh, yeah. What yeah. A, a man. He's yet to lose in the NISA. Are you serious? That's what he said, yeah, because he played with Detroit City when they went undefeated oh. except for one game against Which Stump he didn't Down, play in. He didn't play in. So he has Dude, never that's lost a game. Fucking great. Yeah. I didn't know that stat. <laughs> yeah. We better not lose. I that. like that little nutmeg you had against the river. Oh, yeah. Holy shit! It was. I so- I pulled that footage up at the at my soccer practice that I coached at after that game, and I was like, "This don't ever try this in a game, but feel free to practice this on your own time." <laughs> yeah. Uh, my, my favorite moment from him this season wasn't even like a real play. It was like when he was trying to time waste. I forgot who it was, but like you saw the look on the ball boy's face as it just rocketed over the bleachers. Yeah. Yeah. Like he like tries to just kill the ball and it goes over the bleachers at the plex. I think I think he also tried to do a little time wasting in the Club de Leon game by arguing with the coach as a tactic. <laughs> For telling the coaching staff off uh as a tactic of time wasting, which is That was also the point in time where like the entire section was just telling their coaching staff to be quiet. Mm. Every time they started to talk, Christian would yell, shut up. Hey, shut up. <laughs> just like little stupid shit that was setting them off. I liked the, uh, I liked in the, the, um, the Rochester game when they're left back. Every time you touch the ball, you guys would just go bald, bald, yeah. <laughs> bald. bald. Was, we were yelling that at the coach. Uh, I thought you were left, you were left back. You were it at the coach. So here's uh, one thing. Left back ball though, too. He was a cue ball too. He had, he had you'll, no hair. You'll catch on to this one, Alex. Uh, our favorite thing to do is find the thing that sets their coach off, because then their coach can't talk to his players properly. <laughs> that or like we find one person on the field who's doing something dumb, like uh, dude that didn't end up playing this season for them on the field during the game, Mitchell Brickman that plays for Flower City. He wore gloves the first game when when they played at Maryland last year, and we taunted him for the gloves, and he took them off. And then we started messing about his hair, and at halftime he changed his hair, and he came out with completely different hair the second half. Yeah, Little dumb shit that we can tune into. I have a – I hope I don't take up too much time, but I do have a good little story for you Oh, you're allowed as much time as you want Um, here, man. So, I will say the the men's soccer team at Lafayette College, 
has a great tradition of what you guys do in at at other teams games um whether it was basketball women's field hockey women's soccer we were the guys who were posted up like right there on the on the the fence just berating 18 year old girls you know we've just like we 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 over the years we calmed it down to like be pc but also get in their head because like we're still working within a college and like there's administration we didn't want to get the team in trouble and stuff yes it's wild but, things as an 18 year old uh, yeah yeah i mean we would go we had one kid uh the kid with a long throne will guy's an absolute animal of a human uh he would like go on their instagrams years back find like they went on a spring break trip posted a picture with like this random guy and just start screaming this guy's name in her ear every time she walks She'd be like how do you know who that is how do you know who that is you gotta uh, get will was it will Acavaria? you gotta yeah, get you a Bob, bobcats yeah. game oh so yeah. what kind of yeah, he's gotta he's gotta get, get down He's he's living in Philly. He'll come for sure. Nice, Alex. What kind of devolved into what the what the old Bay Brigade does now? When I was in college, I did the same thing at Towson. Uh, we yeah. used to sit behind the away bench at football games, and we would do research for for days leading up to games. The highlight was we we yeah, absolutely we played against Fordham. Was it Fordham and Dominion, or it was Delaware? I can't remember who it was. But we had been researching and found out that the quarterback's girlfriend had left him. And we reached out to her and got her okay. And we all made t-shirts with her face on them. So there was like 15 dudes with her t- her face on them behind their bench. And then she came and sat with us. So like behind his spot on the bench was all of us just looking at him. Just little tiny shit that got all the way under them. But I agree that that line of PC is a nightmare. I mean, I must imagine for a, for a middle school teacher, you're really walking that fine line. He is. What's yeah. because I have to be so functional during the day in the evenings and weekends. I'm just completely fucking unhinged. Yeah. You're like a, you're like a manic. Talk to any of your own middle school teachers now that you're grown up and you will understand. They're all probably fucking manic. With respect, there's no way I'm contacting one of my middle school teachers. No fucking chance. Must have I was not a good student. Yeah, me neither. All right, I do want to talk about the uh, Riverhounds game just because it was not yeah, that long good ago. Good you one. all played very well. I thought it was uh, – Organized and then you know what was it about the 80th minute? Yeah, they, uh, they finally break through 81st minute. Yep. So what was it like too? Like you know, back in February you were not a professional soccer player. Then all of a sudden you have a game away against the USL Championship squad. You know, two months later. Yeah, I mean, I must admit it was pretty. Uh, it was cool. I would say like going out there for the national anthem was cool. Um, I don't mean to, you know, sound like a, a, a cocky prick, even though I am by any means. Uh-huh. <laughs> the goalkeeper has to be, man. Yeah, like, yeah, uh, but yeah, it's gotta uh, be. In in all honesty, I mean, I don't, I don't, I kind of expect. I, I have a certain level of expectation for myself um, in terms of what I'm, you know, want to achieve and how to perform, and I don't necessarily think that, you know, just the environment or the stage is going to change anything about necessarily how I approach a game or how I feel in the game. I think once the, the whistle goes and you're, you're, you kind of just resort back to everything that, you know, um, and I, I, in that, in that way, it felt just like any other game to be completely honest. It really did. Um, you know, they had fans like you guys saying shit. I honestly didn't really hear most of it. I think they ended up liking me a lot. Cause I was, you know, I would give them props on a good little chirp here and there. Um, which, which I like to do. It keeps me, I don't know. If you, if you try to ignore them the whole time, then you're just thinking about like you ignoring them versus if you just let them in for a few couple, you know, going out for a corner on the other side. I've got fuck all to do. Might as well be like, hey, that one was funny. Like, you know, it, uh, it's, it's good for everybody. But yeah, I mean, the, I, I thought the team played pretty well. We looked good. Um, you know, I, there there is, you know, with with 
Nissan USL Championship, it is a higher level um, objectively. And I think considering that fact, considering it's a really tough place to play on the road, uh, smaller field, uh, much smaller field, like shorter, very narrow, very narrow field, which is such a small, that field is smaller than the field that my middle schoolers use. Yeah, it is. It is fucking tiny, that field. Um, And and was the grass surface as poor as it looked? No, no, it was, it was turf. It was nice. Okay. I mean, I know I'm saying like, it looked like it was completely matted down. No, it was, it was all no? good. Okay. Yeah, it was fine. It wasn't the best turf I've ever played on, but it was good enough for sure. I didn't think anything of it. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say USL is notorious for having like weird fields. Like the team I follow here in El Paso, they play on a baseball oh, diamond. Geez. That's like and NYCFC then, and MLS. <laughs> yeah. You have Pittsburgh yeah. super skinny and then you like uh Rio Grande yeah. and like, freaking like the field that Barcelona plays on. It's just massive. Yeah. I mean, I think the sports plex is fucking massive. That is a big pitch. Like it is a big field for sure. Um, but I think like, you know, given the fact that, you know, we had to drive up there, we're staying in a hotel. I would say we didn't have necessarily the most, uh, you know, seamless travel ever, like, you know, approach to a game which happens and it's fine. I think we did pretty well given the circumstances. Uh, we were missing a few guys who were open cup tied to another team, couldn't play. Um, uh, but, you know, at the at the end of the Richard day... Richard on that dog shit red card from the previous. Jeez. <laughs> um, but I think at, at the end of the day, as much as the team should be happy with the performance and that, like, if you put up that kind of a performance against a team in this league, like you're coming out with three points 90% of the time, if I had to guess, um, it's still, there's still work to be done and there's room for improvement. Like I think both goals were really avoidable goals, right? It's not like, man, they just broke us down and we, we had nothing to do, right? We left the man open at the back post for an easy put back header back to where she came from and just finished it off. Uh, I mean, 80 one. minutes nil nil like anything could happen you guys did have chances as well yeah yeah right like it's like the one that darwin managed to squeeze his way between those two guys right either he scores it or maybe we have someone there to follow up the rebound it's the difference uh same we had like a, a corner a set piece in the first half came out somebody put it a little bit right and over the bar maybe not a great chance but you put that on target you never know yeah. like i think it's stuff like that where um we have to recognize that, yeah, we're doing some good things here for sure. But if, at the end of the day, I think we're all in it to like win a championship. Like, why else would we? Why else would we come and show up if we don't want to win every single game, every single day? And in order to do that, we have to fix where we can. We have to improve in all areas, and especially in ones where we're seeing some consistent, consistent mishaps. Or, or yeah, sure, but. Guys are good about it, you know. I I think everyone's in it to win, and I think guys are self-critical, um, and I think guys are have the right attitude about everything. Um, so yeah. Any uh, so we'll probably let you get out of here soon. I just want to give Alex and Jake. Uh, yeah, Jake, you got some questions. One question: Does does Bob Lilly have an aura? <laughs> Who? Who? Exactly, exactly. Great Pittsburgh's commentators. Shut the fuck up. No one cares about Bob Lilly. Nobody gives a That's fuck about Bob Lilly. All over his, uh, uh, coach? God damn. Oh, dude. You guys have played for two years in a row now, and the entire time they are just gobbling that dude's balls. They won't shut up about Bob Lilly. <laughs> Nobody never, yeah. So you know the joy you felt listening to Jake talk about your yeah, yeah, accolades yeah, yeah. and all that stuff. That's what they do with Bob Lilly, but it's not backed up for any reason. Mm. He's just like, but he's never won won a trophy. Never won a trophy. It's just he's been Pittsburgh's coach for like 8,000 years. It's like, shut up. Nobody cares. Stadium location has a whole lot of fans. And like, in all honesty, I I can't say anything bad just in case they end up wanting to give me a cup. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Pittsburgh's the best. Just in case they check the Bobcast. They were like, whoa, 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 whoa. Don't like Bob Lilly. Can't sign. If they make it this far in 50 minutes, then uh, 
Yeah, they're doing some big research on you. <laughs> yeah, that would be like our biggest listen possible. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, Alex, you got any final questions? I do not. Not after that rant. I've got one question, and then uh, we'll give you a chance to rant about anything soccer-related, which is usually how we end, but not every time because sometimes we forget. But my, my question is, who's your favorite player on the Bobcats now that you've got a, uh, you know, a month of practice? and Favorite player? Yeah. As a person or as a player? I feel, like, a player. I feel like you're setting him up for an on-field oh, argument. He's allowed. I mean um, – As a player – Oh man. Um I think I I'm going to give you I'm going to give you a second place and a first place because okay. I think it would I would be remiss to not give I think Darwin Espinal of course is unbelievable to watch at times to see what he can do consistently against guys is very impressive. I think from just like a pure technical standpoint of someone who has played striker, um, I, I like just the, the difficulty of the things that he's able to accomplish at times is really impressive. Um, and I think for that, he has to get a shout out. That being said, the player that I love to watch the most um, is probably Manny. Uh, the guy just keeps it so simple yet so effective. Never does a skill move. Never sprints by a guy yet doesn't really lose the ball and just connects pass after pass, almost like the mini me of Busquets. Like you know, we were joking with Alex too. He's like six years older than Alex too. He's got a call. Yeah, exactly. Like, and he's like one of the oldest guys on the team too. And I think it's just. Pretty respectable um, what he brings in day in, day out in terms of just like effort and focus at practice. And of course, like I think everybody on the team is fucking doing a great job. Uh, there's lots of other people I'd love to give credit to, but they forced me. Darwin's got a lot of uh, – he's got a lot of goals already, doesn't he? Yeah, I think like a, a lot. You see, if, he might have six across all competitions. I is that right? He, Two braces? He, he, he Three braces? He had a hat trick in one game. He had two in another. Yeah, damn. So, yeah. Oh, wait. Did he have a hat trick? No, he had a brace. I think he said maybe three braces. This is pathetic. Something. Uh, is it really? He had a brace against Club de Leon, and he had a brace against... Flower City, first game. No, 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 no. He scored... He's, no, no. That was one nothing. Uh, oh, you're right. Yeah, but... Oh, uh, Nor'easters. He had two yeah, he had a brace against Nor'easters. Yeah. 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 That game, that was a fun one. That was a fun that one. Was a, that was a fun one. All right, so final soccer thoughts. It can be anything you want. It could be Manchester United, whatever. I honestly don't know if I have any good um, soccer thoughts. Um, I could start with Tottenham. Yeah, yeah, go, go. Get get the ball. I mean, yeah, that – so we started a new thing. We got Montgomery Spurs going out of this brewery, and it's been a while since we've gotten the crew back together, and we finally got, like, you know, 15 people out to watch the game. And then Liverpool the scored happened. three goals. And just like Newcastle fashion, it was like an onslaught. And then they come back and tie it up three all for like a minute of joy. Just one minute. And then uh, Jota yeah. scores that goal. And it's like being a Spurs fan is just, just horrific. Yeah, what do, we, what do we think of Tottenham? Shit. <laughs> shit. shit. Oh. Yeah. Sad. Yeah. My uh yeah, I mean, look, I mean, I'm United fan and I'm I'm definitely above you fucking peasants. Takes <laughs> <laughs> a brain guy. No, no doubt. I would never yeah. categorize myself in the in the Spurs bullshit. <laughs> that being said, um uh, yeah, I mean where we also have clearly we have clearly dropped the ball. At the latter half of this season, you two two giving up a two nothing lead. Um, but I, 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 game, would say, I would say the the difference between United um, winning the Prem and Champions uh, Champions League next season, the, the, the we just need to buy a couple more like backups, right? Hey, it might be heading your way. 
Our starting lineup can go toe-to-toe with anyone. Our healthy starting lineup goes toe-to-toe with any team. I, I truly believe that. But where we lack is, like, guys get red cards, guys pick up injuries, and now we're throwing, like, fucking Garnacho on, who's a great player, but he's not a starter against Man City day in, day out. Every every game, or you and, have McGuire uh, assisting on goal. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that would be a start too. That would add a lot of depth. Getting rid of him would just be a ton of depth added to our team somehow. Uh, addition by subtraction. Um, yeah, you guys are on the up and up again. Unfortunately, I, I do do I do believe that we have found our stride. You got a trophy season. this year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's always good to win something. It's money, right? Helps with the signing. You guys are just bleeding, huh? Like just bleeding cash. Still paying for a new stadium. Oh, three days. Wait, wait, wait. What's the wait? When's the Everton Leicester game? Is that tomorrow? No, it's today. It's a great game. Two all. Two all. Two all. Yeah, yeah. Everton uh, came back. Vardy had a goal, which is a classic Vardy goal. I wasn't paying attention. I didn't want that though. No, it was. Who do you you want? Uh, My dad's a big Everton supporter, so I wanted his boys to to make – I don't want to see them go down. Yeah, I mean, at a point, point, so it wasn't completely wasted. Yeah, the Toffees. Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be weird to see uh, Everton on ESPN Plus right alongside Loudoun United next year. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry to your father. Sorry, Mr. Sutton. All right. Should we let this uh, guy get out of here? Yeah, I got practice in the morning, but it was, it was absolutely you, sir. Yeah, thanks. Really appreciate it. We'll see you uh, May 13 at the Plex. No, at the Rochester Community Center. Oh shit! Is the next home game not until the Stars? Like, yeah, the 20th. May? The scheduling is. The I don't. Uh, for the, I'm not legally allowed into Rochester. I didn't do anything fucked up. <laughs> I just hate Rochester. So you've created a law to not let yourself in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Self-law. <laughs> Any place that goes with garbage plates is only out now. All right. All right, yeah. All right. Have a good night, bud. Yeah. Later, man.